It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The only daily Premier League podcast. This is Football Social Daily. Hello and welcome to Wednesday's edition of the Football Social Daily. And as December just keeps on rolling with Premier League action, here at Football Social Daily, we have got you covered every day, right the way up until Christmas. We'll be bringing you a daily podcast to make sure you're kept right up to date. But on today's show, our attention is firmly on the final group games of the Champions League. All four Premier League sides are already through to the last 16, but there's still plenty of talking points to get stuck right into. In part one, we'll be looking back at last night's action. Liverpool stretched their 100% record in the Champions League this season to six games with a 2-1 win away at AC Milan. But there was another stumble on the European road for Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. 2-0 defeat away at RB Leipzig. And then in part two, we'll be checking in on tonight's action. Ralph Rangnick gets his first taste of European action as Manchester United boss with young boys making the trip to Old Trafford. And then it is the defending champions Chelsea who wrap up their group stage campaign with a trip to Zenit St. Petersburg. Right then, plenty to get through on today's show, so let's get started. My name's Fergal Brennan, and joining me for some Wednesday chat, we have our very own Marley Anderson. Marley, how are we doing? Morning, guys. Yes, uh, not not too bad, not too bad. Wonderful stuff. Uh, alongside Marley, we have midweek regular and Manchester City fan Matt Pidd. Matt, how's things? I'm not bad, Fergal. Um, just to let you know, it was 2-1 last night. I don't think Mahrez would be happy if you're taking his goal off him. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me do you know what I'm not going to re-record uh, an intro just for the sake of, of no. Riyad Mahrez so Riyad Mahrez and Man City fans I do apologise I'm not taking anything away but one thing uh, that was factually correct is that Manchester City got beat so Matt uh, on that basis I'm going to I'm going to kick off on, uh, on Manchester City losing a little bit of a glass half empty glass half full situation for them at the end of the group stages top of the shop in Group A they've edged out PSG to make sure that probably going to get a bit more of a favourable uh, draw in the last 16 but I wanted to get your 
views on the group as a whole. Six games, four wins are enough to get top spot, but those two defeats away in Paris and then away last night against Leipzig are probably going to weigh heavy on City fans' minds over the winter when they're building up to the last 16. So what's your big takeaway from the group stages? Lots of positives, lots of goals scored, averaging three goals per game, but two defeats will nag away at Pep as he looks to prepare for the last 16. Yeah, the two away defeats leave a little bit of a, a stain on otherwise that's been a, a decent, you know, group stage for Man City. Um it was it was about as dead rubber as it, you know, possibly gets last night and the game as a whole reflected that, especially, you know, without the fans that made things like so much worse. Although it did get off um did little get a little bit tasty towards the end of the second half. Um, City expectedly made a few changes from the, the win over Watford at weekend but I was disappointed that none of the academy lads started with it being you know a dead rubber it, it would have been a good experience for them starting in a European tie against a team like um, RB Leipzig you know Palmer and McAtee especially Palmer came on with I think it was like five minutes to go but it wasn't really relevant at that point and I think McAtee will be very frustrated and rightly so you know a lad with his promise and, and talent should be on the pitch showcasing his skills on a night like you know where there was nothing to lose you know and I hope that they resolve his contract situation sooner rather than later um, although you know Foden, Grealish and Kevin De Bruyne all starting did make a little bit of sense with them being out recently with injuries and COVID you know Pep will have wanted to build up match fitness for them for um, a busy Christmas period but it could come back and bite Pep on the, the backside because apparently Foden's uh, suspected to have injured his ankle again And but hopefully it's not as serious as the injury picked up in the Euros you know it's, it's a crucial time in the season like I just mentioned and you know we need as many fit players in the squad as we can get but Ultimately, on the night, Leipzig deserved it. You know, they, uh, they created chances and they took them. Um, Lima with a nice through ball to Sebas Lai, who took it round Stefan, finished it with a plan. I think Foden hit the post just after that and he was he was unlucky. Um, and Andre Silva, who is a striker with a decent reputation in Europe and he's been linked with City in the past, um, his finish was clinical. Um, the only consolation on the night was uh, Mares maintaining his excellent goal-scoring record in Europe with a clever headed finish from a great cross from Zinchenko. That's actually his ninth goal in his last 10 Champions League games for City and it's his fifth in the competition so far this season. So from a personal point of view, I think Mares will be, be happy with that. Um, Walker showed his physical and mental fatigue with his, his challenge on Andre Silva. You know, it was pointless, it was petulant, and it puts him out for the uh, the first leg of the knockout stage. And if it's get if it gets reviewed, it could possibly be lengthened, you know, so you know he, he'll be fuming with himself and that and I should imagine Pep and the lads will be fuming with him as well. Um I do love Pep. I love him to bits, but sometimes his team selections can spark a sort of like internal debate for me. You know, some of the players that was on the pitch last night in my opinion, didn't need to be on there. But, you know, we might to question Pep, you know, he's a genius and he's a proven genius. So, you know, it's just it's just one of them things where, you know, with with him, winning is a habit that he likes to maintain. And obviously last night, it, the seven games winning run came to an end. So him and the players will be, uh, be frustrated with that. Um, but fair play to Leipzig for qualifying for the, uh, the playoffs of the Europa League. And uh, City can look forward to the knockout stages of the Champions League now. Marley, looking at the situation with City, obviously the defeat in Paris was avenged by them beating PSG in Manchester. But 
there does still seem to be this idea that maybe there's something missing from City so far in the group stages. Every season, we dance this dance over. Can Manchester City go all the way? Pep Guardiola needs to win or wants to win the Champions League with Manchester City. But <clears throat> based on the group stages, no one's hitting the panic button. They're through to the last 16, the top of the group. But it's not been all conquering, battering teams and saying we're the favourites to go on and win it come and beat us, come to the Etihad we'll make things really difficult and probably beat you if anything, the other teams that are going to be in the last 16 are looking at City's group games and saying there is a plan, there is a way to beat them because particularly away from home they've been vulnerable so far this season uh, they, they could do but I, I think many teams are just thinking well City are also very very good like I don't think it'll get to a point where you're being, um, you're fancying your chances to the point where you expect to beat Manchester City. Like, yes, they've lost two games in the uh, in the group stage, but they also were very comfortable in in all their other games, and they've been comfortable in the league for the last few weeks as well. You know, since since they lost to um, who did they lose to in the league? Palace. Crystal Palace. 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 Um, yeah. 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 They've been you know they've been untouchable since then, really. So. I don't think it's you know we we see it with with Man City sort of year after year where they they breeze through the the um the group stage and everyone's looking at them and putting almost putting pressure on them like well this is their year this is their year and eventually you know the wheels come off at some point whether it's in the final or the semi final <laughs> or the quarter final but maybe maybe we're going going round the the sort of adventure the other way this time with you know slightly um, a couple of little stumbles in the in the group stage, um, and almost like get them out of the way when you can, because if you're going to lose two games, you want to lose them in the group stage and not the knockout stage. So yeah, yeah. I still still would never ever write Man City off, because um, I've I've thought for four or five years that it's only a matter of time before they win the Champions League, um, and whether it's this year or not, we'll have to wait and see. But um, I'd still not not be putting all the nails in the coffin just yet. Looking at the situation with, with Guardiola, I just want to ask you, Matt, before we move on to Liverpool, this situation, this conversation does come up every season in terms of Pep Guardiola and his target of winning the Champions League with Manchester City. Given the fact that this is the position now at the end of the group stages, four wins and two defeats, good but not great, impressive in front of goal, but maybe potentially a bit leaky at the back based on the amount of goals that have been let in in the group stages. Has the pressure changed has the pressure increased with every year that goes by as as Marley said is a year that Manchester City have not won the Champions League they've come up short at whichever stage it is albeit last year obviously getting to the final for the for the first time under Pep is there a different picture this season in terms of how confident you are as a City fan going for the Champions League I think Pep knew when he first initially came to Man City that the club's owners ultimate goal was to win the European Cup the Champions League and Pep's had this this thing over him, hanging over him, that he can't do it without Messi and he can't do it with, without having that Barcelona team. He couldn't do it at Bayern Munich either, although he did win four, um, four league titles on the trot for them. I think Pep creates his own pressure on himself and I think we've seen that, in, especially in Champions League ties where he's overthought things and, you know, the, the the Champions League final for me last season still sort of like, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth with the, the team selection, leaving leaving Rodri out and putting Sterling in. But, you know, like I said before, who am I to question Pep Guardiola? I think it's getting to the point now because I think he's got two years left on his contract. It's 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 building up. It's building up more so than it has been over the last few recent seasons. With us getting to the final last season, 
I think it was just obviously it, it was just that one step closer to actually picking the thing up and he'll want to go that one step further this season but there's a lot of other good teams vying for that as well in Europe you know so it's just gonna it, with the Champions League for me a lot of it is down to pure luck we've seen it in the past when I remember when Chelsea won it under um, Di Matteo they was very very lucky <laughs> in those games especially against Bayern Munich in the final everything the stars just have to align for you yeah. everything just has to go your way so it's just going to be one of them Pep's just going to keep doing his thing hopefully we have um, no key injuries going up into, um, into into key games in the Champions League hopefully we get a favourable draw with us finishing top of the group you know in the last 16 so yeah there's no there's no easy games now in the Champions League once the, the group stages are over that's it then it's everything's you know we might as well play every game like a final because the owners are hungry the City fans are hungry and Pep Guardiola will be even more hungry than, than everyone else He'll be absolutely starving come January or come February when the uh, when the last 16 games come around. Uh, from Group A to Group B, Marley, uh, Liverpool obviously already through ahead of last night's game against AC Milan. 2-1 win away at the San Siro. And Liverpool, again, find themselves in an interesting position because they're one of two teams in this season's Champions League to win six straight. Ajax have also managed it in, uh, in Group C. But Liverpool at the start of the season maybe weren't in, I kind of called it the A-band when we started recording in terms of Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Chelsea defending their title. Liverpool were maybe just a little bit below that. But based on the group stages, they've been absolutely phenomenal. And this was a difficult group. Um, Jurgen Klopp said it at the start of the season. He called it a proper Champions League group. You've got the Portuguese champions. You've got last season's second place in Serie A, current Serie A champions in AC Milan and La Liga winners in Atletico Madrid and Liverpool have beaten them all home and away without missing a beat are they now favourites you're looking at the group stages in terms of results the, the facts would say they are but then the facts would also say that Ajax are no one's really expecting that are Liverpool favourites have they maybe moved up a step in terms of where we're ranking them to go on and win it yeah I think with with Liverpool you know they were always sort of up there but since the since the group stage as as kicked in and they've just battered everyone like it's just a case of like okay they are very very serious and you see them I mean we see them week in week out don't we in the Premier League and they're looking extremely strong um you know a couple of dodgy results here and there but in the Champions League you know they've just been relentless I mean that the whole group on paper when it when it was drawn at the start of the season in sort of September you know it was it was a really tough group as you say like Milan coming back to the the Champions League for the first time in a few years. Atletico have been to a final recently. They won La Liga last year. So they're right in their sort of, or should have been, right right in their sort of sweet spot of they can go and win this again. Um, and then Porto are, are always are always there and they're always tough and they'll always beat you if you're not at your best. Um, you've, got to be, you've always got to be good to beat them. They've got some decent players and all the rest of it. But Liverpool have just crushed them all. I mean, six out of six, and they even beat Milan away with with the second team basically last yeah. night. You know, the likes of Origi playing and uh, players coming in, uh, Oxley Chamberlain and people like that. You know, their their depth is is mad really when you when you're going away to the San Siro, which is like one of the most historic venues in the world. Um, and they need to win, by the way, to get into yeah. the Europa League um, or at least get some sort of result. Uh, and you and you're crushing with your second team, you know, coming from behind as well, you know, just just to rub it in a little bit more. I mean, that is a a statement or a, a marker put down of of how hard Liverpool are going to be to 
to eliminate from this Champions League. Would you agree with that, Matt? This idea that maybe it was a bit of a power play from, from Klopp and Liverpool last night. They're through, they're qualified, top of the group. AC Milan do still have something to play for. Some of the scenes from the Milan crowd last night when chances were missed or Alisson made saves just showed how much it, it meant to them to try and go and get a positive result. Klopp and Liverpool didn't need to win this. They're home and hosed already. But the mentality of wanting to win every game, get that 100% record or, or maintain that 100% record to set a little bit of a marker down, as Marley said, to City, to Barcelona, to Bayern Munich to say we're right in the conversation and we're not taking our foot off the gas. Yeah, Klopp would have had that in the back of his mind last night. It's a record for an English side to win six um, group games on the spin. No English team has ever done that, so Liverpool are a proud sort of like badge wearers now of that um, that achievement. Um, Milan and Liverpool have got past history. Um, we've seen it with the, the Champions League finals that they played in, um, I think it was 05 and 07. Um, they're both European royalty. Uh, Milan have obviously been out of Europe for quite a while up until this season. Um, and the fans would have been disappointed last night to finish bottom of the group. I think they would have been sort of like, they would have cons- consolidated to go to the Europa League because there's some decent teams dropping into the Europa League. Dortmund are one of those in there, you know, big European team. Um, so yeah, they'll be disappointed. Ibrahimovic will be disappointed as well, which you know, I'm actually quite glad about because I don't really like the fella. Um, yeah, so he'll have to, he'll, he, he'll have to settle just for uh, for watching it on a Tuesday and uh, Wednesday on BT Sport, I reckon. Um, yeah, Liverpool deserved it last night. They had more of the ball. They had more more chances. Um, Arigi playing against Wolves at weekend, coming on, scoring in the, the 94th minute. We've seen him before do it on, on the big occasions. He's actually got a goal in the European Cup final for Liverpool as well. He seems to know his role in the team, Arigi, and it's great to have a player like that in your side. The one that's not sat there, you know, moaning on the bench, not, he's not being used and stuff like that. He knows that he's a part of that team. And I think there was a little story from Klopp over weekend, and he said to Arigi, he didn't give him any instructions, he went, just go on and be Arigi. That was it. Mm. You know what I mean? No instructions. No. Make sure you're sitting in this gap here. Make sure you're sitting on the shoulder of the last defender. No. Just go and be Origi. And that says it. He knows Origi like the back of his hand. He knows that he's dangerous in front of goal. And Salah last night, getting his 20th goal in the season already before Christmas. That's ridiculous numbers. And that is a a massive plus for Liverpool that you've got a player like Salah who's banging form. Um, So yeah, everything's going well for Liverpool at the moment. Obviously sitting second in the Premier League, one point behind City. They're still in the title title race. They'll be up there in the Champions League as well. Um, they've got um, a quarter final against Tottenham, I think, in the League Cup as well. So, yeah, Liverpool got um, a lot to be happy about at the moment. They're, um, yeah, everything's going really well for them and they'll be hoping that they can keep up this momentum right the way up until the end of the season. Marley, I've got to ask you, because I've just got this image now of Zlatan sitting at home on the couch watching uh, the Champions League in the new year. Would you would you go round <laughs> to Zlatan's? Would you would you go round and, and, and have a beer with him, sit and watch the football with him? Do you think he'd be good company to watch a Champions League game with? Uh, I'd sit and watch him having a beer. Like I think it'd be interesting. But I'm not sure <laughs> like I'd a nature documentary. Sort of next to him. Yeah, the fact that he's that lanky and he does all that Taekwondo stuff, I think if I'd said anything wrong, he can probably kick me in the face from <laughs> any angle. You know, I could I could be a mile away from him in his kitchen and he'd just reach out a leg and just smack me in the face with it. But yeah, he's uh, mm. he's a funny character, but it is it, maybe he'll get some punditry work in his in his forties uh, on a Tuesday and Wednesday now because that'd be interesting as well. Do you think, uh, Matt, do you think you'd have a strong snack game, Slatan, if you went around to watch the game? Do you think it'd just be your basic nuts and Doritos or do you think you'd have something a bit fancier? 
Oh no, I reckon he's got some sort of like pretentious, like some like probably like oysters or something like that. Just something really posh, just something that none of us would even dream of eating while watching the football. Because he does look after his body, doesn't he? Because we've seen him, you know, from the age that he's at, you know, he's still playing football at a high level. So even though you know my opinions of him as a human being might not be the best, but he's 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 um, his talent as a footballer, his quality as a footballer, he cannot question it. Cannot question it at all. No, there's lots of things that you can ask about Zlatan Ibrahimovic, but talent probably isn't one of them. Oysters on a Tuesday night round at Zlatan's. That sounds like a strange evening, but probably will be a bit of a laugh. Right, just before we take a break, just going to kind of run around the groups as it stands based on the last group games last night. Obviously, Man City that we mentioned, top of the shop in Group A, 12 points from six games puts them through. PSG in second, 11 points from six games. RB Leipzig, who beat City last night, going to the Europa League. Group B, obviously, we mentioned with Liverpool going through maximum points. 18 from 6 games Atletico Madrid big big result for them on the last day 3-1 win away at Porto means they're joining Liverpool in the last 16 Porto themselves drop into the Europa and AC Milan go out Ajax the only other team with 18 points from 6 games top of Group C big drama though for second place Sporting Lisbon just about squeezing through ahead of Borussia Dortmund and then in Group D Real Madrid go through top 15 points from 6 games Inter Milan through with them and Sheriff Tiraspol the first ever Moldovan side in the Champions League keep their Europa League dream alive because they will be in that competition in 2022 right we're going to take a quick break on the Football Social Daily after the break we are looking ahead to tonight's action Manchester United at home to young boys and Chelsea are on the road to Russia. We'll be back in just a second. Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Find more great sport at sport-social.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to Wednesday's edition of the Football Social Daily. And as always, here on the Football Social Daily, we are your daily source of all things Premier League. Every single day, a daily Premier League podcast. And if you click subscribe on this episode, you can get that brand new one as soon as it is ready. Right, let's crack on and look ahead to tonight's action. Marley, another dead rubber, essentially, in terms of qualification. Manchester United at home to young boys. They're already through. We know that the last 16 places already ticked off so the interesting thing for this is Ralph Rangnick's first European game in charge of Manchester United obviously not the most exciting debut but a winning debut against Crystal Palace at the weekend 1-0 win with their match winner Fred somehow popping up with an absolute worldie Rangnick has admitted that based on the fact they've got so many games coming up between now and the end of the year he's going to have to kind of learn on the job because there's so many games packed in. They're generally playing every three or four days between now and the end of the calendar year. He's going to have to just make his selection decisions based on the games because he's not going to have that much uh, actual training time to, to assess the players and, and implement what he wants to do. He is going to make changes tonight. Dean Henderson's coming in for David De Gea and the seldom seen kid Donny van der Beek is into midfield. We're all still scrabbling around trying to guess and gauge what Ralph Rangnick is going to do with this Manchester United team. What are you expecting to see from them tonight to give a picture of, of what he's up to? Probably expecting just to see a bit of rotation, as you said, you know. Um, he's got to learn on the job. That's one of the the uh, negatives of coming into a job halfway through the season, but not everything's going to go your way. The The positive spin on that is that Man United have got a pretty easy run of fixtures to learn on the job. You know, if you had 
you know Chelsea Man uh, Chelsea Man City Liverpool in these this run of games then you'd be like oh god you know got to got to prepare for that one got to get some momentum going into that game but they they don't they have Crystal Palace and they've got young boys um they've got another fairly straightforward game at the weekend or should be um and yeah it's, it's just one of those things that you've got to like I don't expect young boys to get even anywhere near them tonight I think I know young boys can can nick a um uh Europa League spot if other results go their way if Villarreal beats Atalanta and and they beat Man United but the the main part of this group is you know the sorry the main storyline in this group is what happens tonight in that other game uh, Villarreal against Atalanta but for United it should be should be a little fairly straightforward game young boys haven't really ever had the game to 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 come to Old Trafford and and to turn up and really do something, so I can't see them doing much. Can't bring any fans as well, of course. I don't think with with the uh, restrictions yeah. being put in place, um, and we'll see what Rangnick can do because I obviously expect the likes of Lingard, Henderson, um, Van der Beek coming in. Um, it would be the probably the the crowning moment of of Ralph Rangnick's career if he got a game of football <laughs> out of Phil Jones for the first time in about eight years. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if he does. He still play for United. He is. He was on the yeah, bench. He was, he was on the bench against Palace. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought wow. he was long gone. I thought he was. Uh, he was working in the club shop. Phil Jones is an interesting. Is it? Well, I was going to say he's an interesting one. He's a bizarre case to look at, Matt, in terms of what Rangnick might do in in the next few weeks. He's confirmed, as I mentioned, that Van der Beek and, and Henderson are both going to start. Fred obviously popped up with that massive goal at the weekend to to get the three points against Palace we are still trying to look at what the plan is and I'm like Rangnick we're having to kind of learn on the job of him and what he is going to do at Manchester United he has got this reputation of being very methodical and a planner but also not afraid to make big calls and drop certain players and change things who do you think or who would you like I'm not going to say like to see obviously you're a Man City fan who do you think is going to get a bit more of a prominent role under him in, in the next few weeks um, so if I'm speaking from a football fan's perspective and not obviously from a City fan's perspective I'd like to see Van der Beek get more of a run in the team obviously because we've seen his quality for Ajax we've seen his quality for Ajax and when they signed him it was there was talk of him being like valued at 80 million at the time and they got him for what just like over 40 so you know he's a, we, we've seen it with price tags in the past it can be a bit of a hindrance on some players but I think it would have been like sort of a blessing with him because it was, it wasn't as big as what everyone was talking about and everyone was saying oh they've got the bargain in the century I think I remember that Carve Solikov on um, Sky Sports News saying United have just made the signing of the season and under Solskjaer he, he barely features so I think he'll be he'll be absolutely like relishing this opportunity now to impress the new manager tonight with him getting a, a start tonight Um it's it's a chance for Ranjit to get to know all of his players tonight. You know what I mean? Because obviously he played against Palace at the weekend and he had to play you know the strongest side he possibly could. United need points in the league. They're fighting for a top four place now. But tonight nothing to play for really. So he can get a chance to to experiment with his with his players and see what system f- suits who and stuff like that. And it's you know with Phil Jones. Oh no, like I was poking a little bit of fun saying does he still play for United? Obviously I was aware he still plays for United. It's quite a sad story with him really because I remember when. He was at Blackburn, he had all his promise and Fergie signed him and I remember Fergie signing him saying he could be United's next Duncan Edwards or future captain of England. Now, if you've got a manager like Sir Alex Ferguson giving you that kind of sort of like, you know, big up, like praise, there had to be something there. He couldn't have just said that for a laugh. Yeah, There had to be something there for Phil Jones to have that to have that label put on him. 
and we know he struggled with injuries and I remember reading that story about him in his testimonial saying he wouldn't bother having one because I think he's only only his mum and dad would turn up for it you know he's a, at the end of the day you know footballers are human beings as well and there's a big mental sort of side to the game now especially with social media being so prominent with people being able to call you all the names under the sun you know freely so I think if Phil Jones did get a run back in him on United side, you know it'd be it'd be good for him. You know I'd say that good for him. You know what I mean. And if he came back in and impressed Ranić, obviously with the Christmas period coming up, you know United are going to need as many players as they can possibly get. You know because there will be injuries, people will you know get injured, and it's 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 one of them. You need as big a squad as you can possibly get at this point in the season. So we'll we'll see what happens. I think Ranić being in the Premier League is exciting. I liked him. Like with Leipzig, his football with Leipzig was was nice to watch. It's it's very high intensity. Um, the, the the way he played against Palace over the weekend was you know streets away from Sarsha in terms of organisation. It would seem to be actually, you know, some sort of plan there. He plays very narrow. He likes to he likes to sort of pack the midfield a little bit and give people no time on the ball. So yeah, it's going to be um, for for me United. Right, sort of fans like point of view tonight it'd be an interesting watch because there's nothing to lose tonight and you know all these players that are going out um, the, for the rotation it should it should be interesting for them to watch I'm going to personally watch the Atalanta Villarreal game though because obviously you know there's second place on the line there uh, and I would say on Phil Jones before we move on to Chelsea beware of poking the Phil Jones beast because his last game for Manchester United did come away way back January 26th 2020 it was in a 6-1 FA Cup win away at Tranmere but Phil got himself on the score sheet so the last time he actually pulled on a United shirt in a, oh, it was a screamer in a competitive it was a game, screamer yeah, as well that. he scored and he scored an absolute belter so uh, young boys watch out Phil is uh, is coming for you right let's move on to Chelsea uh, Marley top of group H as it stands just edging out Juventus based on head-to-head records so we know that they are going to go through into the last 16 but it's been a difficult or a mixed few weeks for, for Thomas Tuchel and in his press conference he, he pretty much laid it on the line and said that he's very annoyed based on the points that they've dropped in the last few weeks they drew with Burnley they drew with United and then obviously lost to West Ham at the weekend that means that they've dropped off top spot in the Premier League they're already through in the Champions League so they can kind of push that out of their minds that's not going to be an issue now until February what is I wouldn't say what's gone wrong because they're still a fantastic side and they're still in the title race but what's been the reason behind this little bit of a wobble where they've dropped a couple of silly points here and there and that's allowed City and Liverpool to to leapfrog them um Probably just a, a little mix of, of injuries, maybe a bit of complacency coming in there as well. Um, I think, you know, the injuries in midfield have, have affected the sort of balance of the of the team because they were the the two that always get picked. It was always uh, Kante and Jorginho um, and then Kovacic coming in as well. And now I think all three of them are injured, aren't they? So For tonight, um, yeah, all three of them. It's looking... Yeah, so it's, you know, it's... It, you're always going to have that drop off because the first choice for a reason, and your team gets used to playing with them. So once once you take them out, there's always going to be a slight drop off, um, and I think that's what we're seeing really with with Chelsea. Um, there's still question marks over like the guys that come in, like Saul Saul Niguez. Like, is he any? Is he actually any good? Because Atletico, you don't get loaned out by a team at his age when you're in the best moments of your career like it just doesn't happen so even when Saul came to Chelsea I was like why why are Atletico letting him go letting him go if he's any good um there's obviously something there and then there was reports a few weeks ago about they've already decided to let him go back in January and and uh, and and sort of cut their cut the loan short or something 
So there's there's a little problem there, but not really because I I would say if you're going to have a wobble at any point in the season, if you could pick when you were going to wobble, I I would probably pick now as they have done in the last few weeks because if you wobble in that Christmas period of uh, of sort of between Christmas and New Year, that is more damaging because then you wobble in the league only. Um, you don't have the the midweek Champions League to to kind of say well it doesn't matter because we're already through. Um, so there's there's that, and then there's as well if you go towards February and stuff, if you have a wobble, then then you're risking being put out of the Champions League in the when the knockout stages start again. So um, I think they've they've they're still an incredibly strong team, Chelsea, and they're getting Lukaku back. Uh, and if everything clicks, they're going to be an absolute beast to stop. Matt, would you agree with Marley that, you know, let's not panic, let's not, you know, kind of get too concerned. There is injuries, particularly in key areas in midfield, and Kante's obviously so massively important to everything that Chelsea do well. Would you say this is just a wobble, or do you think it's something more? Um, I think it's just a wobble. I was actually waiting for Marley to use a better call Saul, like sort of pun, <laughs> when he was talking about Sal Niguez there. Um, it's, a sh- it's, a sh- it's a shame about Sal Niguez because um, I remember him scoring like one of, one of the sort of like best goals I've ever seen in the Champions League against Bayern Munich, where he just like seemed to dribble past like their entire defense and just stick it in the corner. Um, there's got to be something something going on there behind the scenes. Maybe it's his attitude because he seems to have bags of ability there, Sal. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens with him uh, if he's going back to Atletico Madrid. We'll see what Simeone does with him. Man, a, a team might pick up a bargain. Um, but oh, yeah, onto onto Chelsea's run of form recently. Um, I think it just happens. I think it happens to to like pretty much every team at some point in the season. And like Marley just mentioned, then maybe this is the best time for Chelsea to sort of have that little bit of a wobble. Like I said, missing a ninety million pound striker in Lukaku for you know a few games is it's gonna it's gonna affect you because you you you're losing that threat up front. Obviously, they've still got likes of like Werner and stuff like that and Havertz, but the striker like Lukaku is your traditional centre forward who can get on the end of crosses like pretty much every time and cause defenders problems and get like sort of like ruffle feathers with the centre halves. You're gonna miss players like him. Um, Missing players like Kante, you know, he's he can play. He's like two different players in the midfield. I mean, honestly, he's he's so good. He's so good, like just at his job in general. We've seen it, the title win inside at Leicester, and there's, there's no signs of him ever tiring. You know what I mean? No. He's 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 for me when he's on on form, the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League. You know, I know I like I like to wax lyrical about Rodri and stuff like that, but when Kante is at it. He's that de- he's definitely the best at his job. Um, I don't think it's time to press the panic button too much. Um, I think Chelsea have got a decent, you know, run of games coming up um, where they can pick up points. Obviously, playing Zenit tonight, it doesn't mean anything for for Premier League. But you know, like I was saying before earlier about City winning can become a habit. So I think Tuchel just want to go out tonight and put a marker down. He'll he'll rest players tonight. We know that because they've got nothing to play for. But he'll want a convincing win tonight. He'll want the players to go out and just put a show on for him and maybe get a little bit of confidence back because it's again the mental side of it you know the Chelsea players will know that they've dropped points to Burnley to United and then getting beat by West Ham at the weekend they'll know they'll have all that riding on them so they'll just want to get back to winning ways tonight and then they'll take that hopefully into for them into the uh, the league over the weekend and hopefully the injured players that, that are out they can get them back to full fitness as quickly as possible for the uh, the Christmas period 
just going to have a quick look at the group picture for the rest of the groups before I get a, a prediction off you to wrap up. So Group E, Bayern Munich are already through 15 points from five games. If they win tonight, they'll keep up the 100% record and match Liverpool and Ajax. But that could possibly mean that Barcelona bow out. They go to Bayern needing a result because if Benfica win at home to Dynamo Kiev and they don't win at Bayern, Barcelona will be playing in the Europa League hmm. next season. Group F, obviously, we've touched on with Manchester United. Top as it stands, but the big game there is Atalanta at home to Villarreal. Pretty much a straight shootout for the second place in the group and a spot in the last 16. Group G is absolutely wild. It's all on the table going into the last game. Lille, Salzburg, Sevilla and Wolfsburg. As it stands, if it all goes a bit mad in that group, any one of them could make it through to the last 16. But in Group H is nice and neat. Chelsea and Juventus both through and Zenit are looking at playing in the Europa League. Right, so Mali, based on that picture, all four Premier League sides are through. Real Madrid are already through. Bayern Munich are already through. Who is your favourite? We're looking now at the end of the group stages, trimmed down to 16. It's the big boys left in the competition. As we sit here now at the end of the group stages, who is your favourite to pick up old big ears in, in 2022? Uh, as of right now, I'm, I'd, I'd probably back Liverpool, you know. Um, I, th- I don't think there's many teams that look stronger. I think the they've came through a strong group very well. They're doing well in the league. Um, they've got the best player in the world right now with Salah. Um, it's just a case of where, like it's it's so hard to predict because there's like three months now between the 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 group stage. Like well, two months. Sorry, with with comes back around Valentine's Day, doesn't it? So you know you're looking at another eight or nine weeks and. It's it's hard to predict, but I mean Bayern will be there, PSG will be there. Um, you're looking at that, and then and then throwing the English teams in there as well, with the, probably the exception of Man United, because I can't see them, can't see them holding a candle to the to the really big boys of of Europe. But I would if 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 I was pushed to to plump for one right now, I'd I'd probably say Liverpool. Matt, I don't expect in any universe you to go for Liverpool. I think I'll fall out of my chair if you agree with Marley. So given the fact, as I say, we're in a position now where all the Premier League sides are into the last 16. Most of the big boys are going through. Obviously, that, that Barcelona situation is definitely one to keep an eye on tonight. Who is your pick for uh, for 2022? And you can say City if you want. Well, I think Marley's, um he, he makes a point there because Liverpool, obviously, a strong team. They've got a lot of history in Europe. They seem to know how to get it done in Europe. If they remain injury-free, they're definitely going to be up there. But I'm going to back my boys. I'm going to back Man City. If we, if we keep a full squad, if we get the luck that we deserve in this competition, I think we can go all the way. But, yeah, I can completely <laughs> understand why Marley picked Liverpool there because they're obviously you know one of the strongest teams in Europe at the moment. It's going to be interesting anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Bayern Munich. Um, I think I agree with Marley in terms of Liverpool right now in the Champions League. They've been the best team in the group stages, but Bayern Munich are probably neck and neck with them. And I just think if they're in a position come March, April time, and the Bundesliga is wrapped up, they can ease off a little bit, concentrate on the Champions League. Whereas Liverpool probably, or well, no, definitely won't have that luxury in the in the Premier League. So I'm gonna go for Bayern, but I fully expect to be completely wrong and uh, then probably get put out in the last 16. Right, we're gonna call it there for today's edition of the Football Social Daily. Matt, Marley, as ever, thanks for your time. Nice one. No worries. Great stuff, guys. And that is it for today's episode of the Football Social Daily. As always, hit subscribe on this episode and you can get a brand new podcast every single day. The team will be back tomorrow reviewing tonight's Champions League action and building up to another big, big weekend of Premier League games. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you again very, very soon. 
Football's Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.